Hello, fellow health and safety professionals. We are coming to you live from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, home of the Fonz, Laverne and Shirley, and of course, beer. How could it get any better than that? This is Ted Speaks Live. Our podcast will focus on keeping people safe, families together, and growing your career in short eight to 10 minute weekly segments. Your host is Ted Carew, the positive safety coach. Ted has over 25 years of health and safety experience in both manufacturing and construction. He started his career in the field and worked his way up to safety director. Ted also coaches football and knows how important it is to communicate expectations and work together both at work and at play. With this as Ted's background, he is excited to share some of his experiences with you and to improve your career and your company. Our guest today is Kevin Hildebrandt, the Director of Risk Management at Myron Construction. Kevin started his career in the field and worked his way up and has been Director of Risk Management for 11 years. Myron is recognized as one of the premier builders in the Midwest. Since 1918, Myron has built its reputation on providing clients with safe, quality construction, regardless of project size and complexity. Myron is proud to be a family-owned company in its third generation with a culture and passion for building excellence instilled in every Myron team member. Please welcome to our podcast, Kevin Hildebrandt. Can you share with us kind of the concepts that you have when it comes to safety and really as far as it goes, the pre-planning through your daily huddles that you guys have at Myron Construction? Yeah. So my concept of risk management is probably different than a lot of people have. Mm -hmm. I have a different uh, concept, I think. Mine's about maximizing efficiency, right? Okay. Through the SQP process. You maximize efficiency through safety, through quality and production management, right? Mm-hmm. If you do that, you have very few losses. That's a great thing. Mm-hmm. You have incredible quality. It means you don't have to go back and do rework, which brings its own set of risk management problems to the table. Correct. As many of us know, rework is a huge area of loss because it's usually in construction anyways, it's unplanned activities then. What a lot of people don't realize with the real work, sorry to bother you there, Kevin, but the rework, you get a lot of injuries too, because those, that's the type of work people don't want to do. So they're not doing it quite as well as normal too. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's unplanned, right? Mm-hmm. Which then creates more problems and you weren't set up to do that task again, right? You never were set up to do that again. So yeah, if you can do it the first time without any injury or loss, do it at the highest quality standard. So you only have to do it once and you have high production rates. Ultimately, what happens then is you build quality of life for everybody, right? For the people doing the work, for the company as a whole, for the client, and ultimately for the community. So I think maximize efficiency, that's how I look at things, right? Mm -hmm. From a pre-planning standpoint, I would say this. The pre-planning of the excellence huddle, uh, that's what we call it, excellence Mm -hmm. huddle, right? Some people call it pre-task planning or whatever. We call it excellence huddle. And the reason we do that is because... We're all about doing it one time and doing it with excellence, right? Mm -hmm. From an SQP standpoint. And it's really a good shift from your home life, shift our mind and our brain onto what's happening on our project site. So that's what I would say about our excellence level and the pre-task planning, right? It really takes your plan that should have been developed several days ago, Mm -hmm. delivers it out to the folks, and then make sure it's interactive so people truly understand what's happening and what's expected. Yeah, because I mean, when people know what they're doing, they're going to do it, right? It's the unknown that is when it gets people mostly in trouble. Yeah, I agree with that. 
generally speaking, people want to do the right thing. Yes, I agree. We've seen that throughout our careers, right? Mm -hmm. You have a lot of experience, obviously, in setting up projects with your many years at Myron Construction. How do you set up projects to be successful, first of all? And then how do you gauge the success of a project versus not being successful on the health and safety side? So when I look at a project from a setup standpoint, I don't look at it from pre-task planning, right? Okay. If you wait till then, you wait way too long. I, it really, you think about it, it really starts at the procurement process. When you bid the job or you negotiate a project, that's truly where the startup process begins. And those folks who are bidding a project or negotiating, procuring a project, they have to understand the risks that are associated, or at least maybe not have no understand all the risks. They have to have the knowledge to be a potential problem and ask questions. Nobody can know everything. But if they have the basic knowledge to ask whatever these questions are related to that project, that's really where the startup process begins. So when you're looking like at a subcontractor, maybe, or something like that, bringing them on, you're looking at, do they understand health and safety? Yeah, there's definitely that. Many contractors, like Myron, you know, we do a lot of bid work, right? That mm -hmm. means you have to take who's low, otherwise you don't get the job. Right. So, yes, it's always wonderful if you can be completely selective in your subcontractor <laughs> base. Yes. We always don't have that luxury. But with that being said, I would add that when you're trying to procure that project, right, there's mm -hmm. certain things that should jump out at you. Let's give you a simple example. Okay. If it's a sewer plant, for example, or any kind of structure, what kind of excavations do you have, right? Mm -hmm. Are they deep? Uh, you look at uh, where are their lines located? Are they adjacent to existing structures? That's the kind of stuff, if you waited past the bidding and negotiating process, you can't catch up to it. It's not possible. So it really, in terms of setting up a project, that's where it starts, in my experience. So really, really starting right from the beginning, the beginning stage is utterly, utterly important to the safety of the whole project. Yeah, absolutely. Because again, if you look at it that way, then you can start to allocate resources and resources, let's all be honest, ultimately is dollars. Mm -hmm. And you can allocate those dollars to those risky areas. And if you don't do that, the project team has got once it's assigned to a project team, they don't have any magic solution for that problem. So that's where the setup really truly starts. Well, that's uh, those are very good uh, tips, Kevin, and thank you very much. Now, how would you define safety culture? The top three indicators that perhaps when you're evaluating culture at maybe a project or two at Myron Construction, what are the three leading indicators that you're usually looking for or indicators? So, <laughs> yeah, interesting. And again, maybe I'm a little bit different, but the first thing I look at is what are people doing when no one else is looking, right? That mm -hmm. tells you a lot about the safety culture right. of that yep. project site and probably that organization as well. Very when true. no one's around or they think no one's around, how are they actually performing? Mm -hmm. That tells you everything about an organization's culture, a project team's culture, division's culture, whatever. What are they doing when no one's looking? That's number one. Number two, something that we started recently, last fight year and a half ago, is that the concept of speak up, let's not recognize it. Are folks willing to speak up when they have a safety concern or they have a quality concern or they have an idea to make production better, more efficient, right? Mm -hmm. Are they willing to speak up? And along with that, are people willing to listen? Are people listening uh, when they do speak up? Or, and how are they reacting, right? You got to teach people how to listen and how to react. And along with that is, 
make sure you recognize people when they do a great job, right? Don't just uh, point all the, all the negatives. So those right. are the first two things. What do people do when they know what's looking? Number two would be people willing to speak up, listen up, and do people recognize each other? And the third part is the dedication. What kind of dedication do your team members have? Highly well-developed safety culture, well-developed culture as a whole, will have dedicated people. They just tell it is. So those are the three things I look for in an organization in terms of the culture that tells me a lot about the safety culture of an organization. Yeah, I really like the well, the first one that you brought up, Kevin, was when no one's looking. Because that's really when you can find out the true character of people, like you're saying. Yeah. The only one that I'd probably add on to that, for me, it's always been housekeeping. If you have a good house, you're usually going to have a good, safe project, too. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess the housekeeping would be right along with that speak up, listen up, recognize. Right? I mean, that, that, yep. To me, that the housekeeping should be table stakes, first of all, right? That should mm-hmm. be something that we have. Right. A well-developed company safety program and culture and efficiency for that organization should have, housekeeping should be at the top of the list anyway, as table stakes. Right. In my opinion. We all struggle with that from time to time and getting support from others. How do you deal with this and these different types of roadblocks that we may face within any organization and try to keep moving forward and progressing? So I can say, you know, I've been doing this for 25 years plus a little bit, whatever. It's not always easy. That's for sure, right? Yep, it's that's true. better. I think the industry is changing a lot. Mm-hmm. I think the whole safety culture and need and requirement has changed a lot in my history here and in my time doing what I've been doing. But how do I deal with it? I'm going to go back to the efficiency thing about safety quality production. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you why I use that. That's how I get people to do what they should do, right? I mean, yes, you can make mandates, you can do all that stuff. And frankly, sometimes you have to do that. But in terms of actually dealing with it, get rid of those roadblocks, talk efficiency. Talk about safety, mm-hmm. talk about quality, production, those three coming together. And when there's a problem, when there's a conflict between one of those three, and there's always conflicts between safety, quality, production, right? Mm-hmm. If your company has the philosophy that comes in that order, it becomes really clear. But another reason I say safety, quality, production is because that's the measurement of efficiency. In other words, you're going to maximize your profit when you maximize your safety when you install thing, products and your services in a, the highest quality manner, so you don't have to do it the second time, right? Yep, yep. And when you have high production rates, that's when you're going to maximize your efficiency. So I do a lot of talking about efficiency mm-hmm. because guess what? Nobody, nobody will complain about generating a profit. No, that's for sure. There's not a single project manager out there, risk manager, company owner, vice president, or tradesperson who will complain about a company generating a profit and maximizing it because when they profit and the company is successful, every person in that organization benefits from it and ultimately produces a high quality of life. So yeah, no one's going to complain about not having injuries. There's not a person out there who'll complain about this. People will not complain about putting in product or service with the highest quality and nobody will complain about having high production rates. No. So, that's how I've dealt with it over the years, is just talk about efficiency. Right. It's kind of like you said, you have to have safety, quality, and production all working together. And mm-hmm. if those are working together correctly, you're going to be successful in every asset yeah. of the project. So that's really good. Mm-hmm. Kevin, you have uh, had a lot of success over at Myron Construction. And really, I can remember when it was just a medium-sized construction company, now to over a billion dollars in revenue. 
What is uh, the advice that you would give fellow safety professionals who are listening to this podcast that would be a good foundation for them starting their organizations that want to grow and become perhaps the size of Myron Construction? So if I understand the question correctly, what do we as risk managers, safety managers have to do, right? What do we have to skills and traits and we have to bring to the table? Yeah, what have you done that has worked out really well to set up a good foundation so the company is allowed to grow like your company has? So I think there's a number of things, right? Perseverance and determination. As I said before, and you said it as well, you're going to have barriers in the way. You're going to have tough times. You're going to have struggles. People aren't always going to agree with you for sure. Matter of fact, I remember the day when people take their hard hat off and throw it at me, you know, subcontractors, whatever, because <laughs> they weren't happy with me. Well, yep. We've moved past that. That was, you know, 20 some years ago. But you have to be very persistent and have thick skin and determination. Not as much as you used to have, you know, like I said, 20 years ago, it's got a lot better. But never give up on something, right? I mean, that's a big thing. If you really believe in something and you think it's going to benefit the organization as a whole and the people in that organization and the communities in which they live, stick to it. Have determination, have the intestinal fortitude to do it. I would also add this. Connect. Be able to connect and relate to people. Those people who can connect and understand the other person's point of view will usually do extremely well. You've got to be able to connect at all levels, right? That was the newest trade person that you hired or the president of the company. You've got to be able to connect. In other words, you've got to, be able to speak their language as well. You've got to be able to speak at all different levels, speak their language, but always bring it back to that SQP process, which is a measurement of efficiency. Because everybody wants, generally speaking, everybody wants to be efficient, right? We want to do the least amount of work to get the most amount of outcome. That's just how humans are wired. So you'd be efficient. That's SQP. Ultimately, when you do that kind of stuff, you build trust. And trust is something like reputation. You can't put a dollar value on it, right? Mm -hmm. So. That's the kind of things that I've tried to work on, and uh, that's the advice I would give to people. Like I said, the persistence, the perseverance, the determination, being able to uh, connect with people, speak their language. You know, always bring it back to maximizing efficiency, because maximizing efficiency, like I said, is people don't get hurt. Nobody complains about that. People don't ever complain about having high quality, and people like having high production rates. They like all three of those things. So, yep. Ultimately, you build trust through that process. Very true. I mean, you build that trust and you relate with others, you're going to be successful in building a culture such as you have. Yeah. There's a continuous improvement, right? I mean, it's never exactly, it's, there's always room for improvement in every organization. There just is. And when you have that, you can continuously improve upon it. Yep. And also know that every day is not a great day. Some days you got to come back and do it again and put a smile yeah. on your face. <laughs> yep. Sometimes got to reevaluate and may take a little different turn. Right. Exactly. But always keep going in that with that goal in mind. Well, super. Well, Kevin, I want to thank you for joining us today and sharing your stories. They were uh, tremendous. And now it's time for me to have a little fun with you. As you know, oh. this is important to have a positive outlook, right, on things. And when we talk about yep. safety and the stuff building a an organization, health and safety, and that's why I'm the positive safety guy. There you go. This is my humor part for you, okay? So I want to see how you can do on Ted Speaks Live jokes. Are you ready, Kevin? All right. Okay. Let's have it. Why do safety engineers enjoy fixing steel work together? I give up. Because it's riveting. 
Oh, gosh. Okay, well, I'll put <laughs> that right. one in the back no, pocket. All right, now you know where we're going here on these, all right? You better find an older iron worker for that. <laughs> <laughs> and they would appreciate it, or an old boilermaker, they'll appreciate that. <laughs> oh, yeah, they, they would appreciate that one a lot, that's for sure. Yeah. Okay, how many safety inspectors does it take to change a light bulb? I get the feeling the answer would be something like none, they won't do it, or something like that. I don't know. How many? Four. One to change it, and three to hold the ladder. yeah there is that right yeah exactly okay how did a nosy roofer end up doing such a bad job on the job site how did a nosy roofer i don't know well he couldn't stop eavesdropping (laughs) (laughs) all right well i want to thank you again kevin for your time and all your valuable input. Could you please share with us, in case somebody listening to this may want to get in contact with you, how the best way to go about that would be? Yeah, you can most certainly reach me at 920-969-7084 or kevin.hildebrand at myron-construction.com. Feel free to reach out. Love to talk with you. Yes. I mean, I think thank you for offering to help others. And uh, thank you for being on our podcast and uh, stay safe. And thanks for having me and thanks and healthy day for you as well. All right. Bye, Kevin. Take care, Ted. Thanks for listening to Ted Speaks Live with Ted Carew, the positive safety coach. We would love to hear from you. You can reach out through email at ted.carew.com at healthandsafetynow.com if you'd like to know more about our podcast or if you're interested in being a guest. Feel free to check us out at healthandsafetynow.com. Rate and review on your favorite podcast app. Join us next week for our next episode. Have a super safe week.